Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. I can't say that. But why? Why? Why is it rate? Uh, anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. So sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Hey, baby boys, baby girls, and baby non binaries, it's me again. And um, I'm here to tell you about a brilliant new podcast called Superpower State of Mind with Malin Anderson. I've been listening to, um, you know, some clips of it and I'm really engaged, you know, I'm really, really enjoying it. And the thing is you can get on board too, because actually the podcast is officially out on the 8th of August. So by the time you're hearing this, it's out, it's out. So you can go and search for it. It's called Superpower State of Mind with Malin Anderson, Superpower State of Mind. So basically in this podcast, Malin uh, will talk about the kind of uncomfortable subjects that people don't really want to talk about. I wonder where her Venus and her Mercury is in her chart. That would be really interesting. But she talks about these uncomfortable subjects, um, these conversations to make them comfortable in each episode. She and her guests will find the silver lining in a dark cloud. So every week, Malin will reflect on her own traumas and how she reframed them as positives. And with her guests, they will dig into stories from their past, discuss the, you know, the moments of their trauma and pain and focus on how they find positivity from them. And sometimes I guess it's a gradual journey. The one that um, I was listening to recently, I think it features Sarah Jane Dunn and Sophia. Um, and, you know, they were talking about uh, baby loss, like, you know, pregnancy loss. And it's a lot. It's, um, but it spoke to me. It spoke to me so deeply because, you know, having experienced that, um, felt that kind of trauma. It's very, it's sometimes you feel like you're alone. So it's really comforting to kind of hear other people's experience who you might not ordinarily talk to, you know, you might not ordinarily have conversations with knowing that there are so many people who have similar experiences to you. And that's the way that you can, you know, connect and also what they've done to kind of bring themselves back from that sort of brink or of grief or mourning. And it's not sometimes even a brink of grief or mourning. It's just a deep grief. It's a deep mourning. Um, Superpower State of Mind is um, with Malin Anderson is um, a brand new podcast, like I said. And I feel like if you enjoy some of the things that I talk about on Say Your Mind, that there is, there's a likelihood that there are things that you'll garner from there especially you love island lot because um you probably remember malin from love island quite a way back but now she's you know a respected author and superpower state of mind is her new podcast and you know i i feel like it's it's a good one to check out so search for superpower state of mind wherever you're listening to this show right now you can find it on there as well and you know hit follow so you don't miss an episode and you can see you know and listen to what other people are talking about and the things that they've experienced in their life and how they've managed to kind of move on or move through it 
Because I don't think that these sorts of things ever leave us, but it's a way that we make space for them in our hearts and in our in our bodies and in our minds um, that doesn't feel like it kind of takes over everything and it still allows us to live in one way or another. So listen to Superpower State of Mind with Malin Anderson out now, search for it on um, wherever you're listening to this and, you know, get involved. I'm going to let you listen to some of it now, actually, some of the bits that I've enjoyed that um, since discovering that Malin is out here, you know, recording bits and definitely you know, changing mind states and changing mindsets. Love it. Love it. Enjoy. So I'm going to jump into the deep end because I'm all about empowering females and women. And I thought I'm going to get Sarah on. I need Sarah because I remember watching you on Hollyoaks. And when I heard about the OnlyFans thing, I was like, come on, girl. And I thought, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) This is brilliant that you're raising awareness about something that isn't in the norm as well, because I don't know much about OnlyFans. So could you just kind of enlighten me on the process of it, how it works? And for those that don't understand the format. Yeah. So what I found about it was that a lot of people don't understand it. I was one of those people. So whenever I started um, looking into the platform, probably well over a year ago now, I was like, oh no, you know, I don't think this is for me. And, and, and I was literally going off hearsay, what I'd heard people talk about or my um, sort of misconceptions of the platform. But basically, if you think of it as another social media platform, so a lot of the other platforms are doing this now where like Instagram, you can have um, subscriptions. So yeah. if you're a verified user on Instagram now, you can set an area of your Instagram that is subscription only. So only fans is sort of like that. So people will pay a monthly subscription for exclusive yeah. content. They can message and you can put basically whatever you want on there. The reason that the platform is over 18s is because there are users on there. There are profiles on there that have explicit content on there. So the, the platform is an over 18s to basically protect um, viewers and, you know, keep people that shouldn't be seeing certain types of content out. So it's, it's great for that. And actually what I've really found about the platform is that it's a much safer space for a user, for, a, for a, a, you know, for someone setting up an account like myself, you can basically restrict accounts. I mean, you will have had this. We've all had, everyone's had this online where you get trolled, you get abusive messages. I was getting horrible messages on my Instagram in my um, inbox. I'd gone to the police about it. They couldn't do anything. I'd gone to Instagram about it. They just sort of ignored it. And, you know, I'd blocked the user. The user kept setting up new accounts. And so in the end, I just now don't go into my DMs in um, on Instagram. I just don't, I don't go there because I'm just like, if I don't see it, Whereas on OnlyFans, I can restrict a user. They have their IP address. So once they're shut down, that's it. They're shut down, which is great. Um, you know, I can get them shut down completely. So that, it feels like a much safe space. And any pictures that are sent through on Instagram, then they're there. If you go in, that picture is, you know, there for you to see, isn't it? You have no option other than to not go into messages. Um, on OnlyFans, pictures are all pixelated. It's my choice if I want to open a picture or not. So you're sort of, you're much more in control. All your photos are copyrighted. So, you know, anything that is leaked, I can legally get those taken down. Again, on Instagram, I feel like, well, it is. Once you put a picture out there, it sort of belongs to the world, doesn't it? Anyone can use it. The tabloids can pick it up and take it out of context. That's sort of it. You've said about the airbrushing before and how... You used to have that in magazines and stuff. When did it kind of begin for you? 
Oh gosh, when I when I first started, so I started um, doing shoots, sort of like lads mags. I think the first one I remember, I was 17. And so I, those images now, when I look back on them, and I remember doing the shoots and sort of looking at the the images after, when they get sent through and going, well, we've chosen this one. We're using this one for you. So there was never any sort of saying, you know, would you like this? Are you happy with this? And there's one, I need to dig them out, actually, because it would be interesting to look back through them and, and all the interviews and stuff that I did. But there's one where literally my st- my stomach is just like shiny almost because it's just been so tweaked. There's another one where my boobs like a triangular shape. And I, I've got tiny boobs. Like they've never been of, of volume or of a triangular shape <laughs> But they did all of these things like enhancements, and I, I think we're in a we're in a good place at the moment where people are being real and speaking out, like yourself, and going, "This is what a body looks like," and these these the, the flaws that that the body has are not flaws at all. They're part of your journey. They're part of your story. They're beautiful. Like we're all different, and we've been so conditioned to think a certain look is perfection and that changes through the decades anyway you know I think Alex Light put up a picture recently and it's like if you go back to like 50s 60s 70s like the ideal body shape is so different in each one so how can we have a a perfection a version of perfection when it changes so much anyway um so for me it was really yeah it was really about sort of going hang on a minute like I'm I'm quite happy with my imperfections so and I want to be real and I try and be as real as possible on social media so yeah it it was for me it was a really good place to go well actually this is this is where I start with this and just going back to you saying that you know when you'd be out and about children babies that trigger you I remember whenever I'd see a push pram, right, I'd be like, I felt sick inside and be like, why is Mm. that not me? Where where is she? I still can't even look at that. No, yeah, Mm. I thought so. And the weirdest thing is when I became pregnant again, it didn't sit right with me. I didn't feel any joy. I didn't feel love. I felt like overwhelmed. But that pregnancy was like the worst thing for me ever. It was full of anxiety. I felt sick. It brought up so much grief, so much PTSD. And a lot of healing took place in the last year for me. Growing, growing another baby was so hard. And even when she was born, I suffered with postnatal because I was looking at her thinking, where's my other one? You know, and then thinking, mm. you know, and it just, it felt really strange for me. Do you, can you imagine having another child or do you think that's at the back of your mind at the minute and you just want to focus on the on the Azalea Foundation? Yeah, I think um, it was really interesting for, to hear you say that because like for me, knowing that you've gone and experienced baby loss, and having another child, I was I was actually like really interested. I wanted to ask you a million questions, yeah, don't forget. and I and, and I thought I can't ask I can't ask you that like because I can't I don't want to trigger it. But <laughs> like, and then it. I thought oh like maybe I should or that like, like now it was kind of like you know when I heard the news that you was pregnant, I was like oh my god I bet she's over the moon. Um, she's so excited, which obviously yeah. you would be. But I thought at the same time is like oh I feel like you're. It's really crazy. I feel like you're a mile in front of me in this journey. It's so, I know what you mean. And I uh-huh. feel like I'm watching my big sister yeah, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> experience something that I think, oh, like, let me see how she's coping. Yeah. 
um, uh-huh. because there isn't anybody out there. And for me, I've never had anybody to speak to oh, on a, on a serious note yeah. that really has gone through this pain. So to watch you do that and experience pregnancy, it's like, how did you feel when... Yeah. You know, it's mad because everyone says, oh, you're going to get your rainbow baby constantly. Rainbow baby, rainbow baby, this. Oh, da, da, da. And I'd be like, OK, why don't I feel that happiness then? Like, you know, should I, should I be like really excited? And I remember just going to hospital like every other week. Oh, she's not moving. She's not moving. But it's all in my head. Mm-hmm. And and I'm thinking, why am I not connecting properly? There's something stopping me here. And I don't know why. And obviously our bodies are full of hormones, right? It's hormones are crazy during pregnancy and mm-hmm. after and before like... And when she was born, I looked and I fell in love with her, but I felt a disconnect and I couldn't even explain it. And I was just functioning. I was a, bit, a little bit like a zombie in a weird way. And I I, used to, I remember crying. I cried for my mum a lot because I missed her and I felt like, mm-hmm. where's my mum? I need my mum in my life right now. And I was wondering, I was like, why give me this this child if I'm not going to connect with her? Why, why are you doing this? I'd rather not have one at all. I'd rather just, you know, just be, be me, independent Marlin on her own. Cool. Just give it to me. I can handle that any day. Mm. I've done it already. And honestly, it took time. Zaya was put in my life to kind of learn how to love myself properly and understand that I don't need anyone else to give me that love. It has to come from me. I can't rely on me having a baby to fulfill that space. Of course, she's fulfilled. She's filled a void. You know, she watches movies with me at night. But at the end of the day, it's always going to be me. It has Mm -hmm. to love me, you know. And it was interesting because I've bonded and I've connected with her, but... It took that bit of time. That that's that's really interesting to hear because it was like, for me, um, I always wanted Azali to have a brother or a sister, and I remember the first time um, a journalist actually asked me, um, "Are you going to have another child?" And I felt like it was a huge smack in my face because at that particular time, I, I don't, I didn't really know. That soon? Yeah, very, very soon. And I went for a reading because um, I'm so spiritually I connected. I love a reading. <laughs> um, after Azalea passed, I went for my readings and whatever. And I went for this reading and this lady said to me, um, she's a lady that lives in the middle of nowhere that doesn't have internet and social media. Love and it. I think that's why I love it even yeah. more because I think a lot of people followed my journey and I know that you're just going to say it because you've seen it. But this lady literally lives in the middle of nowhere. She's got a dog. She's got no signal. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yes, great, this woman. And she said to me um, about that like, I lost a child. Um, and she said, darling, your daughter would have wanted a brother or sister and you would not replace her. You would be giving her her brother or sister. And I felt like yeah. having another child, I would be replacing like, oh my God, no, I can't replace yeah. Azalea. I would never replace Azalea. You'd be having an addition. Yeah. And so many people out there probably are listening have got children, one, two, three, four, and you don't love any of them any less. No. You love them in different exactly. ways. Definitely. Um, so for me, I would love um, to have another child again um, and experience that. And I think that's why I watch you in a way of admir- like I admire you um, because I think, oh, how is she coping? Ooh. Or <laughs> like if I got pregnant again, I think, oh, OK, well, yeah, like Marlene was saying that. Like, yeah, you're going to feel like that. And, you know, like the day of birth. Oh, OK, yeah, yeah, she did mention that. And that's great for me to have somebody to look up to yeah. because it's like other people look at me for inspiration. Um 
and I look to you because I feel like you're like a big sister yeah. on, on, on a step forward. And it's it, and it, there needs to be more people that speak Definitely. about it because it helps me knowing that it's it you know like watching you and for the other person they can look to me and then now they've heard yeah. this they can look to yeah. you. Do you know that is what versa. spreading the light is all about. Yeah, just, just being a beacon for people to look up to.